Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the tits and arse of the film podcasting world. My name is Jamie Valentine and I'm joined, as always, uh, by the, the wonderful, the magnificent Joe Thompson. How are you doing this evening, buddy? I'm alright. Which one of us is the tits and which one of us is the arse? Um... Mm, that's a very good question. I've never thought of myself as having a good ass, as in, I, I feel like I have jeans that fit, like waist-wise, but they always fall down on the bum. So that's why I wear a belt. I don't wear a belt to keep them on my waist. I wear a belt because I have no ass to, like, you know, prop them up. <laughs> it's two planks of wood. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm the tits. <laughs> right, okay, because I don't want to be the tits. I think that's a bit too close I, to I'm what you see and you're what you, we get. I don't know. <laughs> Is that how tits on ass work? <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long since I've been with a woman. <laughs> cries one solitary tear yeah right enough of that though because what is crap flicks and chill the reason you're actually listening to this uh we are a film podcast uh where joe and myself watch some absolute trash movies on netflix you know for, for about an hour we talk crap the whole way through uh before concluding rating the attractiveness of the uh, the, the characters you know that's the chill part and wildly guessing at the ending if one or neither of us have seen it now, if this sounds like something you would like to experience in real time, then head on over to Netflix, uh, select our movie of choice, and listen out for my beefer horn in a bit, signaling the start of the film. Otherwise, you can simply listen along, as with most other audio podcasts, and hey, come on this terrible journey with us, ruining your faith in cinema forever. That, my friends, is the Crapflix and Chill guarantee. All right. All right. So, Joe, what absolute steaming pile of garbage do you have for us tonight? Well, I'll tell you, but what I wanted to do first was what I promised last time, which is that I'd read out some of the things that some listeners have been saying in and writing into us, if you don't mind. Ooh. So, uh, first we'll go to the emails. we will just do a few. Um, someone called Sarah Sullivan has written in. Do you know Sarah Sullivan? I do not. Okay. Hello, said, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yeah, hi Sarah. She said, hi guys, just have one question for you. Why is Joe so, so, so much better and sexier than Jamie in almost every way? Says here. What? No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say. Damn it, Sarah. It says, says, um, loving your podcast, guys. I've 100% given up on the watching along bit, but I do listen along and find you both hilarious. Do you think you'll ever do a special where you showcase your favorite film instead of bad ones? I'd be interested to see what you like. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Fantastic! Thank you for for well getting in touch in the first place, uh, Sarah. But what a fantastic proposition! But that's never even crossed our minds. We're just like, right, what films can we shit on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much can we hate them? Um, I would be, I would be up for that. I already kind of think I know what I would pick um, if I was to do a was to do a, a you know a, a special shout out to a film. Okay. Um, but I won't. Maybe I won't reveal it because maybe we'll honour that. Maybe we'll do that at some point, my friend. I, I think. I think we should. I mean, we uh, other than you know exploring and ruining cinema for our viewers, we are also listeners. We are doing it for ourselves as well. Uh, so it's interesting that uh, you know some of the things we do potentially have planned are still bad films, but they're bad films that like we enjoy being bad, and we're saving those up for specials. But the thought of like actually like oh should we watch one of our favorite films together and actually chat nice things that has not it's not even crossed my mind what, what a great idea <laughs> yeah and another another quick email from someone called mike ross uh, who looks like he's based in america hey boys started listening uh i started listening as i'm a horror thriller movie fan but my favorite episode so far so far was mamma mia do you think you'll ever do another musical episode it was so nuts but so funny heaps of respect from la mike ross 
Um, like, uh, yeah, mama, I, I agree. Actually, mia. that was my favorite episode so far too. Um, it's you, you, you completely curveballed me. Like, you know, we'd, we'd set up this concept and we're going through, yes, pr- predominantly a lot of these kind of like bad schlocky horror films and, you know, getting some enjoyment out of that, but you curveball it with Mamma Mia. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that we absolutely have to do some sort of other musical type based thing. Cause, uh, that was really enjoyable. Yeah, well, and there are there are some things from Twitter, but I think we'll crack on and then maybe cover them at the end, perhaps. Um, but uh, so here's the film that I've chosen for tonight, Jamie. Now, uh, brace yourself. This is actually a film uh, that's current for once. It came out this year, so um, you know oh, it's, oh. it's going to be good. Um, it's 2000, well, 2020, 2020's Airplane Mode. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no but it sounds terrible yeah it is it is bad when anna an influencer crashes her car while talking on the phone she's shipped from her grumpy grandfather's farm and forced into a digital detox that's the thing so it's going to be you know a social media influencer trying to make her way uh without her modern tech which i thought would be quite good for for conversation so um I mean, the fact that 2020 is now giving us movies about influencers shows, yeah, cinema's ruined. We don't don't need to do that for for our listeners and and viewers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't can't wait to hate this. We do, yeah. Just just to get back to seriously, we do also like films as well. We're not we're not just some dickheads who just hate everything about cinema. But equally, it's much easier to rant about things you hate than praise yeah in sarah it is really really fun to shit on a a film with a friend (laughs) really is uh so airplane mode here we come wow awesome right well let's do a countdown three Three, two two, one play and we're off airplane mode I mean, I hope you picked this purely on, like, name alone. Oh, yeah, I've got no idea. There's already more tapping noises than I than I like to hear in real life, so... Well, what's going to be interesting about this, as, as with, you know, some of the other trends we've seen, is the films that put the effort into the UI of the tech that they're using. You can't have a film called Airplane Mode, yeah. With things like this popping up, unless it's on point. Oh, it says photogram, though. That's not a thing. Oh right, shitting all over it. It's terrible. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's a foreign film. Is it? Is the dubbing really bad? Yeah, look. <laughs> look at the dubbing. <laughs> wow. What a title. I mean, that was that was going to be something for for the my potential picks, Joe. That was a slightly unsure of that. I think it was a dubbed film, and I couldn't decide if that was going to be unfairly shitting on the film because if it was like the dubbing was off, then it's not going to like it's just going to look stupid anyway. As opposed to like the concept of it was, if the concept was done as an English production, would we still feel the same way? I think the good thing about this is the content, the idea of it is already annoying enough. That yeah. We can... I mean, we can so relate. We're, we're young female top Instagram influencers, aren't we? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now he's signed by True Fashion too. 
three months at true fashion and one month dating Gil. I mean, I can I can see why this exists because it's one of those things that like when you like a career career guidance or like if you poll young people about like oh what top jobs do you want to have when you're growing up yeah it's not about becoming doctors or lawyers or even like movie stars or footballers it's all like i just want to be like a, a top level influencer or a top level youtuber stick with me and i'm gonna tell you we have we have switched into that generation it really scares me that that's uh that's an aspirational thing to be but at the same time I totally understand because yeah. if your job is to post six or seven well four to six pictures a day and you get paid thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds for it why wouldn't you want to do that exactly. you completely freeze up your life to do whatever else you want well then you, it's, it's, a, it's a perpetuating cycle you when you when you get that first paycheck that gives you money relatively um relative to how much work you've had to put into it like you said with all this free time you then use that money to then increase your lavish lifestyle to then increase the the influencer part of it and kind of like it, one fuels the other and it just keeps escalating from there okay i can already tell that these parents are way too chill and relaxed and let her just act like a little diva well, if she if she walks into her room and sees her, her her daughter's on her phone, would you instantly go, "Oh, my daughter's working. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave her to it." You know, it's her nine to five. Or would you be like, "Oh, your breakfast is on the table. Get your ass downstairs now." Yeah, put your phone down. But then I guess if you know that that's her job. Time, I gotta go. But then you know she's always on though, isn't she? She's always gonna be. She's always on the gram. That's what the kids say, isn't it? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> This, this podcast makes me sound so old, Joe. <laughs> I do know what influences the Instagram and stuff is. <laughs> no, that, that will make me sound old when I'm like, at least in my like 50s and maybe the whiskey catches up to me. I've got a bit more of a gruff voice. Hello, I'm Jamie. <laughs> I reckon I could, if people didn't instinctively know my age, what do you reckon I sound like? I reckon early 20s. I reckon early 20s. I think I sound older than you. Yeah, but that's like your just natural, deep, manly kind of like froar. That's a word. Are you coming on to me, Joe? <laughs> no, you've like you've just got a much more like grounded, probably like overtly masculine uh, look than I do. I think. So she's crashed her car. Because she was too busy blogging or whatever. Vlogging? What do you got? I don't know. What, what, what even is this stuff? <laughs> Joe, stop it! You're, you're giving away our, our ignorance and our age. We're cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I crash my cards, I'll take it. I can't pictures. think of a film that's less what you're about. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you should be Twilight, and I was pretty perplexed by that. So <laughs> I know, but this is literally like you are. You are. You're not on any social media. You do not exist in that sphere. Quite rightfully, I'd add. Like, not, not that you shouldn't, but just that this, I understand. This is, by the way, just, just to give some some context to our uh, to anybody listening who, who obviously clearly doesn't know me. That's not because I'm old. It's because I, <laughs> I did used to have bits of uh, social media, mostly Facebook. I'm talking way back in the day. God, I'm telling you old now. But made a conscious decision in my early 20s uh, to ditch it all. so great that Anna's late. And I've done so for a while now. Sucks, Six years? It's quite crazy. 
And now everybody's off Facebook because now it's cool. Whereas I was doing it before it was cool. So. Single post, she managed to bring back fanny packs. I hate fanny packs. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Get with it, okay? Get with it because true fashion is coming up. Oh, you're right, Joe. The dubbing is quite bad. The dubbing's bad, but also the script is bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're watching a, uh, a Danish crime drama and it has been dubbed, but like it's still tense and you still feel like this is just going to make this more ridiculous. Look, she's not even looking where she's going. She's she's one of those people who's going to walk into a lamppost slash crash her car again because <laughs> she's literally got her phone in front of her face. Let No one who works with her would want to take her selfie. Come on. That's not how it works. Because didn't Apple or somebody like have a version of their messaging service that basically activated the camera? So if you're walking down the street and texting, you, the background changes to what's in front of you. So technically you can not trip over a pothole or whatever. Do they? That's how, yes, that definitely exists. That's how bad our society has gotten, Joe. She's very pretty in it. She's very pretty, I think. I mean, we've got to uh, uphold the, the the chill part of this podcast. So, you know, start uh, start making some um, uh, some early judgments, I guess. She's not had a scene yet where she hasn't like flicked her hair about to be like ah, and like balance it around. Well, like the the popular Mean Girls. Yeah, well, it makes me want to have long hair so I can flick it around. It'll be super cool, stunning, and vibrant. This so thinking of, our, thinking of our conversation from last time about your ridiculous, your your very by the books haircut until you went to uni and then everything from mohawks to cowboy hats. Yeah. Uh, just before I went to uni, probably in my first year, was when I had like my hair the longest, and my hair is surprisingly curly and wavy, and it was just like I had just a mop on my head, and I've got like my year year twelve sixth form prom photo. And uh, my hair looks ridiculous. It's not a mullet, but that's only because it's long at the sides as well. But it's that length. Oh my god! That and it's, it's it's like a sea of spaghetti. That picture is readily readily available somewhere. I'll have to find it for you. But, but don't you think we're a little young? To be from from my experience, long hair isn't all that is cracked up to me. And true fashion night will be like a spectacular wedding celebration, co-living. And so you are. Also, what's the plot? <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm pretty sure, well, she is a influencer and this is a company that she either works for or she owns and she's being bossed around yeah. by this lady who's telling them to move in together. So it's like, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, almost like a, the way a fashion company works, but specifically towards social the media. fashion of, yeah, social media. So doing things that will get the best posts rather than doing like a nice photo for a photo shoot or... And also, how is not crashing your car and causing thousands of pounds worth of damage enough of a reason to get banned from your phone and go into a social... She's going to do it! I, I, I was literally calling that! She's going to do it again! Okay, why... Um, that's one thing. How often do you ever video call people outside of work? Whilst reversing in your car. No, no, but in, gen in general. I, just, I was having this chat with uh, someone the other day and we were like, when do you ever FaceTime someone or, or video chat someone? The other person is like my parents. Because the they I mean, want to see your face. 
you, you, you must have done that a lot more in in our COVID lockdown based world. Oh yeah, yeah. The first couple of months, everyone was nuts for it, and I was doing video calls all the time. But before that, you'd never think to jump on a video call with someone, would you? Like I've never called you in a video call and been like, "Hey, Jamie, how you doing?" It's because I'm mostly naked. No, but that, that would give me a reason to call you, Jamie. Even at work. <laughs> That'd make me want to call you more. <laughs> I might as well just set up a webcam. Okay, right. Here's, I okay. You're not being at work, and then the second you're not at work, you just get completely okay. bollock naked for no reason. Here's, here's, here's a hypothetical joke. Sod, sod, sod the, the, the plot of this film. Uh, from my understanding, the zeitgeist of the, the, the celebrity and influencer lifestyle at the minute is going in the direction it's not enough just to post like great photos and do all this cool shit and like portray this image of this perfect life that everyone like lusts over and like envies but do you, are you aware of OnlyFans? yeah that I think is a real big trend at the minute to the point that non non-traditional uh, well non-typical influencer um personalities, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, are starting to get in on it. But obviously it has such a lewd connotation that, uh, you know, you, you, you subscribe to someone's OnlyFans to get some, like, butt or tip picks or whatever, but other people are doing it, but just as a way of just, like, getting people to subscribe to them without all the, like, the sexual gratification. That's a dangerous aspiration for young people to have been. Like, I want to get so popular that people will subscribe to my OnlyFans for private content and I can make a shit ton of money. But they do make a shit ton of money. That's why it's dangerous. There's a, there's a in, in gay Twitter world, everyone's talking about this guy who's like a, quite a butch um, muscle guy who is straight and has a girlfriend, but he's posting all of these gay naked pictures because he's got lots of gay followers and he posts them with his dad who now posts naked, like, n- poses naked oh, with him. Oh, no, don't get your family involved. Like, his, can you imagine? Straight guy and his dad, like, there with their, like, dick in their hands. So weird. Yeah, but if his dad suddenly just paid off his mortgage with one photo, he'd be like, result? Yeah, I don't think it's quite... And also, apparently, this same guy goes onto, like, Grinder and tries to scout people out to join his OnlyFans, even though he's not even gay, because it's a source of revenue. Because he's abusing us, the system. Yeah. Or is he? Or he's he's nailing it. I don't know. Kind of a bit of both, really, right? So, question is: uh, Crapflix and Chill only fans? <laughs> no, no one's gonna no one's gonna sign up for that. I mean, technically, Joe, we've already given out some material that's only fans quality, and they got that for free. So, I think everyone should count themselves quite lucky. Well, you know, yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's more to life than successful posts. But you know, let's let us let us be honest here, and this is this is a, this is what I wanted to bring up before. The the thing that you always notice when you listen to podcasts is basically who's paying for lots of the advertisements because you only need to have a few of your favourite podcasts to know Audible's on the big push or Manscaping or um uh, Hello Fresh like. So many podcasters like, okay, how quickly can we get a sponsor? Taking into account the type of content we do, we're probably never going to get a sponsor. So why not set up an OnlyFans? <laughs> Maybe we should just do our own little jingle advert about our OnlyFans. <laughs> I've done that. I've recorded like a fake podcast, like 
a few years ago and we just started like coming up with our own ad reads for like coffee and stuff or like cereal products that we weren't endorsed by but we started doing like some fake ads for them and it was really fun <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> right let's try what do we think is happening in this stupid film uh she kind of just had oh my god stop looking you're gonna get hit by a car i worry for this girl's safety joe that's an awful picture don't put don't post that one <laughs> no filter's gonna save that so she had some sort of confrontation I think they, they told her off for uh, smashing up her car a bit, which, you know, as any concerns parent, morally Ooh, I quite like this music. This is very summer holiday vibes. Mm-hmm. A bit of Ibiza house. Which is, by the way, my like, go-to chill at the minute. Tropical house. What do you think of that, um, his style? This guy has got, like, the, the very dark features and beard, but then very... Bleached blonde hair at the top. I'm really glad you asked that, Joe, because it's actually something that crossed my mind the other day. Again, not that we're middle-aged old men. And, you know, I'm, I'm naturally quite light blonde, but what I do like about when I get my haircut done is keeping it full on the top, where it's its blondest, but then it's like a number one on the side, so it gets really light there. And then it just basically, there's a gradient going into my beard, which is like significantly darker. And I like that two-tone. Not as extreme as like bleach blondes there. But if I like dyed my hair at the top, just a little bit more highlighted, do you think I could pull that off? Mate, I think you can pull off whatever you're happy with and whatever you think you feel good in. So I don't necessarily think his style is I think it's maybe a bit too bleached, but if his sides were a bit darker and he had maybe more white top rather than like bleached blonde, I think that's a look. Have you caught what's happening? He's just broken up with her and live, live. on camera. Is that not so weird? Someone the idea of someone breaking up with you whilst holding a phone. Yeah, exactly. I love you. But our paths are going to have to because you know it's that thing, like, if anything happens... Oh, yeah. By evil, evil bitch lady. I hate that shirt. That shirt is, like, seven shirts in one. I can't stand it. Yeah. Look at it. Ugh. Yeah, what what you can say is good about his, his facial facial hair and hairstyling is let down by his shirt. That's horrible. I'm gonna burn it. There's a few celebs that have done that, like, um... Uh, Zayn Malik. Uh, yes, I, exactly. I know. I know. Justin uh, Bieber, I think, did it like very blonde top, but then darker. Uh, and for all you cool kids out there, PewDiePie did it. Yeah, see, I know the world's biggest uh, social media star, well, at least on YouTube. Suck it. Again, why is your manager video chatting you in the evening? I don't. Right, Fiverr says she crashes her car again, and yeah, that funny. is the reason why her parents take her. Uh, into airplane mode. <laughs> I mean, it's no surprise, is it? But I'll be taking my. Right, she died. That was it. She died on the phone. <laughs> and that's the dangers of driving whilst texting and being talking. a shitty influencer. Yeah, this it turns out this isn't a film. This is a PSA. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just an advert. Yeah. You know, that would get five out of five for me. I would have totally bought into that. Uh, that's not exactly true, sweetheart. 
What do you mean? Because that would be like taking this film and just like giving it to Charlie Brooker to edit and be like, here you go, here's a Black Mirror concept. And he's like, excellent. Okay. What's going on? You're scaring me. And who's this guy? He's a prosecutor. From where? From the court. Why are you not more bothered that you've literally crashed your car and had a massive crash? She's so annoying. <laughs> She's more like, who's this creepy guy in the suit? You signed it without even reading it. Idiot. Of course she does, because she's a young, dumb influencer. <laughs> she's young, dumb, and full of... <laughs> Car crashes. <laughs> full of influence. I'm not addicted to my phone, she says, clawing his face off. Well, it just makes me think of like what we discussed, I um, can't remember which episode recently, but about the whole social dilemma thing of that dramatization of the family around the dinner table who literally can't go one dinner without somebody being on their phone and they want it so badly they go and smash up the locked box and they can't like be incentivized by money or rewards to not be uh, addicted listen listen would you mind stepping outside with me for a minute i do think there's a there's a wider conversation we can have here about um social media and its influence on people um, what's your take on it? Obviously, you chose to step away from it. What were going into a bit more detail? What What were you <laughs> explore and explain your reasons for doing this? Explore and explain. Well, from a personal perspective, I think it was more. I don't think I ever truly felt comfortable being on it. Um, Why is that? <laughs> uh, a level of exposure. I don't think I'd normally do, and was maybe more reserved for closer closer friends than just having every joke blogs you've ever met just add you on in facebook or whatever um i was never involved in twitter and i know like obviously even still to this day like how toxic that can be but i think i felt a bit more of the personal toxicity that comes from you know your self-image and your self-worth the whole like why posting certain photos that gets X amount of likes and once you start to get that, if you don't get it, you feel bad or um, feeling envious about what other people post and all those kind of like hidden pressures, which I think now is way more prevalent and people are way more on top of it as part of the discussion about social social media and like mental health. But back then that was, you know, it was a new technology. People don't know the impact it was going to have. People just thought, oh yeah, sweet, we'll just have a like button or, you know, create this nudge feature you can like nudge people you like. Well, I remember, I remember when Facebook first changed it so that you could like people's statuses and I was like, oh, that's a game changer because now it becomes a popularity contest when before yeah. it was just making a statement. Uh, and I suppose you could argue that the amount of friends you had before that was a popularity contest, but again, anyone could accrue that from anywhere. Like, but as soon yeah. as you, what you say... Like has some kind of digital validation. It really changed the game, and then Instagram's entire model is around that as well. Like, how many people are going to like your stuff? Well, that was the thing. So everything that's come since then, the things that I've not been directly connected to, have taken those things which maybe I did find awkward back back in the day, and have like amplified them. The whole platform's built around it. And like you said, if you're successful in these things, it's a career. You can make a shit ton of money from it. But there's such a dark side to it. It's like as we're discovering. Look how crazy she is. <laughs> My problem with the average user, forgetting influencers, which obviously takes it to the extreme like this film is, but an average person... Uh, firstly, I'm so glad that, that social media wasn't 
a thing when I was in secondary school because oh, I think it would have really got me. And secondly, yeah. and I think the the bullying that would be rife on there is crazy. Uh, and also the the things that try and protect people from that have totally gone away. Like when you first stepped in, uh, signed up to Facebook, you would uh, needed to have had a uh, university email to be able to get on. Whereas now anyone at any age seemingly can get on. So it's like. Or you can have like 50, 50 million fake accounts and just troll the shit out of people. Like some people are very sad and that's all they do. They see, so. They've got this anonymity and they can just do that. Um, I find of the platforms, Twitter is the best for me because you can literally block people out of your out of your sphere so your social sphere so i love i love and i've always loved twitter because it connects me with a wider wider group of, of gay people than i will get to meet in my life and i love discussing things that really are gay centric and you know topical events and, and news about that and also showing support to other people and people who are coming out etc i love that side of it but but obviously with that as with any group there's a subgroup of incredibly bitchy yeah. and toxic um, contributors that you that I don't want to have a part of. So in tw- on Twitter, I can just block them and then I don't see them or any of their content. But um, it's a bit more challenging when it comes to sort of Facebook or Instagram because you tend to know people a bit more and it tends to become yeah. a bit more personal if you ever decided to uh, block someone that you know. Um, What's well, the idea that you could still... Uh, you could still have a hundred likes for a, a, a post on whatever platform from a hundred anonymous people, and that might make, make you feel great. But if you don't have that one like from the one person you actually know who you wanted to get that response from or wanted to like have engage, that makes like such a difference. You take it so much more personally. Yeah, I think I think that's true, and I think um, it creates a vulnerability that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Like you you can have no doubt in your friendships, but simultaneously you can feel like you suddenly need their platform on that type, uh, need their validation on that type of a platform. And it's strange if you think about it. Um, so just, just to just bring attention to the film ever so slightly, she's so addicted to her phone, she's nicking somebody else's phone to try and use the internet. Like this has driven her to cr- like criminal behaviour, as if crashing her car wasn't enough. So I take she's it she's m- moving with her auntie and uncle in Bel Air or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> car crashes is how I spend most of my days. <laughs> Live streaming and driving, <laughs> acting all cool. <laughs> when my boyfriend dumped me outside of the school on live stream. There's a style choice here where you can you can see as the viewer. Uh, what's on their screen even though you can't see the screen and I quite like that I quite I think it's quite a cool little um it's unintrusive yeah and it's it's, it's cool that it's just Obtrusive. a cool um style choice I think yeah like when people pass you see their texts and things it's just I don't know it's a nice touch I've always liked that in those kind of things like again my mind always goes to like classic Charlie Brooker uh black American of concepts where he obviously has such like <laughs> not a hard on but he, he he does focus a lot on that negative side of all social media and technology in general, like this is the path we're on if we don't like actively address certain things and like we're conscious of it. But because it's so focused on that, he always comes up with these really cool interfaces and like, um, yeah, like AR representations of how people are interacting with technology, which always look, makes it look way cool. Is she trying to steal this girl's phone? Yeah. So first she was stealing from the old lady, now she's stealing from the young girl. She's actively wrestling this phone out of this girl's hand. Yeah. 
Hunter. Yeah, like reporter to the police. And she's dressed like a chav. Like, sorry, you'd be like. Whoa. Um, oh, the low blows are coming in now. Ah, your granddaughter. I'm sorry, like someone comes up in a tracksuit and tries to nick your phone. What do you think? I don't know. What's he like? Weird. It's, it's not the tracksuit. I like I like the colour blocking. I'm quite into that at the minute. It's like a fashion thing. I'm so into voguing right now. I mean, you know, speaking of fashion, as a, as a man who is who is who is not cool and has no self proclaimed sense of style or whatever, the the one thing I was told that I do apparently have is my wardrobe. My wardrobe is very norm core. So a lot of just basically blacks, greys and whites. And to me, that isn't a style. That's just me wearing really dull, plain things, which, you know, I like. I mean, it's very all saints, isn't friends. it? Yeah, but like, but, then, but, it's, but it's become a style. It's like, I've always, I've always worn that. So when people are like, oh, you're very normcore. It's like, no, I'm just wearing a white t-shirt and I've jeans. I've never heard of what you said, normcore. Normcore. Yeah, you're right. It's that, it's that all saints style of monochromatic well, I guess palettes, that's good but... it means that everything will always match everything else. Right? I mean, that's why I wear it. It's practical. But people yeah. like, oh, you've got such a like normcore style. It's like, I'm just putting on a white t-shirt, mate. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Keep your fucking, <laughs> keep your fucking keep, pants keep on. Keep your fucking lid on. Put your dick away. I've just got my white shirt on. <laughs> would, would you say you've got like a particular fashion? Or is there is there an item of clothing that you love wearing other than cowboy hats? which like you feel defines your personality. Like those people who love polo shirts or people who are always wearing hoodies. What's that item of clothing for you? Weirdly had this chat with some friends the other day and we were working out what each other's like kind of key items were. For me, I've got quite a lot of different cohort sets. So sets where it's just the, you know, the matching top and the shorts or top and the trousers or the shirt and the trousers, yeah. like usually in quite sort of garish patterns because I think they're fun. Um, so probably you, you've that. got very strong short game. I've I've always thought that it doesn't matter. Like it's not just like holiday swim shorts, but just like general kind of like short wear. Yeah, and I I like generally I'm a bit of an all American when it comes to my fashion. I like I like the Abercrombie Hollister type vibe. I like Tommy Hilfiger um, that cut Ralph Lauren that that type of look. So um, yeah, very very American. Like like um, almost like all American, but without being American. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I think I've, I've really learned about you through this podcast experience. Well, I love that someone from uh, LA wrote in. Evidently, all of our America bashing hasn't put them off. So, thank you. Well, it's it's it's. I wouldn't I wouldn't say we we America bash because clearly there's elements of it which were like, oh, you know, oh, we just love a fucking yeah, big yeah. house totally with a hot tub. I think it's just like for us as. Uh, stiff upper lip Brits there's some aspects of these things in these films which clearly are supposed to represent day to day normal life but to us seem just so like uh, alien or but like is that really what living in suburban Americans like it's crazy it's like it's cool but it's like that's so different to the world we know yeah I think this is the point where the grandfather remembers he hasn't seen his grandchild for ages then some cheesy cutesy music plays and they hug I mean, that's what the editing is doing. That's a creepy face. Don't touch anything. Creepy grandfather. See, he looks, he's, he's a no-nonsense guy. You know, he's a mechanic. He, he, he's he got a job that he, you know, uses his hands. He, he graphs. He gets it. What a crazy cool house, though. Yeah. Okay, he's not that, like, removed from society. He don't have one. Doesn't have one. 
<laughs> reception. Why have one? Is there reception in town? The town's far away. Come on. So what what country of origin is this? Like Italian? Your bathroom and your bedroom. Because like it looks yeah, like maybe kind yeah. of like American produced, but obviously Could be Spanish. No no could be Spanish. Nobody ever touches. I mean I feel there's a really easy way Portuguese, to find out, but the name equally... like Ana Suarez and things. Because I said so. Ah, okay. Uh, European, European, Spanish, Br Brazilian, Portuguese. Oh, original. There you go. Brazilian, Portuguese. Oh. There you go. Interesting. I mean, Portugal is a very, very cool place. Yeah. From my experience. Like, I could see this being in... As is Brazil. You don't have any toilet paper? Not here. I've never fancied Brazil. I'm not sure why. Sort of. Although I do hear the beaches are pretty, pretty shit hot. You know, I marked her clothes before, but I actually do quite like what she's wearing. It's the colour! It's the colour blocking. I know it's a slightly trashy joggers, but... What would you, what would you do if this was you? Because I think I would just... Um, quickly acclimatize to it and then just get on with it and exactly. quite enjoy the break from my phone well have i ever told you my weird like what i would call an escape fantasy which okay, is that? like if, if 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 something went so bad in your life or you like you you, you know you, you suddenly had no family you weren't really tied to the job you were doing you didn't own anywhere you weren't in like a long-term relationship or married or whatever and you're like you know i've had enough of this fuck it i'm just going to do something really radical that kind of like escape plan in in my mind the romanticized thing i have is going over somewhere to the midwest in america and basically just going and living in the middle of nowhere on some sort of ranch oh yeah getting you up did at tell like me four yeah, in the morning yeah, yeah working hard all day plowing fields or raising the animals whatever it is and then spending the evenings just in a, a local tavern drinking whiskey and growing a beard rye? and wearing a checkered shirt <laughs> whiskey and rye surely you can't go drinking whiskey would... and and then just cut without saying rye jesus what do you mean i think whiskey all this the time be the rye. day that i die oh this will american pie come on I mean, now it makes sense. Yeah. Also, who the hell are all these people? How many more times is she going to be ridiculous in front of these people? And why don't they hate her yet? <laughs> okay, so she, she first tried to steal the phone. Now she's breaking into their house. They're like, let's befriend her. Or their shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's bring her into her own circle. How much do you want to bet that these friends, these people are going to become her friends, are going to help her acclimatize, and even though she's so useless and pretty annoying? Uh, I mean, if you're making a prediction for the end, I think you've nailed it. And she's going to go back into Lisbon or wherever the main building is, and she's going to quit her job and give up her followers, and she's going to work in the pharmacy. Yeah, I agree. She's going to be like, life's more important than... Or do you reckon that's what, they, that's what the message would be? I've got real friends now. He's quite handsome, this chap. He's got a bit of Shia LaBeouf to him. Shia LaBeouf. Maybe it's the bin. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. Well, I should go. Which was definitely the best part of the Disturbia podcast. 
uh, which you should go and listen to, everybody. Episode 12 upon Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you consume your podcasts. So I did that bit of self-promotion mid-film. We're on it, Joe. Also, the da- the granddad is slowly going to soften up over time, even though he's got a hard exterior and he's, t- he's hard to please at the start. And there's a reason why yes. he's shut off. <laughs> His wife died because she was driving a car and looking at a phone and she crashed. <laughs> His wife was a mobile phone and she ran out of battery. Not, not, that, yeah, not that car crashes are funny, but just the irony of why he hates like phone technology, which is her life. Wow, that's a nice shot. Lovely. This is a nice area. It's making me want to go back over to Portugal, Brazil, wherever this is set. Nice houses. Yes, I think you've heard quite enough of that noise now. Thank you. I want a Peter Griffin alarm that just goes... (laughs) Do you know why that scene's upsetting? Is because that's a real thing that I've started to see when I've like met some of my my friends um, uh, who've now got like young kids and stuff. It's the idea that when they pick up a book, they try to swipe the book as if it's a tablet, and they don't they don't know how to physically turn the page. That is exactly what she just did. That is a real thing, Joe. That's why this is scary. They're so used to tablets and phones, they try and swipe books, and it doesn't work for them. She couldn't yeah. turn off an alarm clock because she couldn't press a button like uh, her iPhone. Or now, I I'm not here to judge anyone at all. Uh, particularly, yes, you are. To, uh, no, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> That's in, literally in why you're here. No, in real oh. life, but um, I do ha- take issue with uh, when very young children are just given phones to almost pacify them for the majority of time. It's like I I I don't know. I, I believe. Oh, no. that Lazy parenting. I'm just going to throw it out there. Come at me, parents. What did you say? Sorry. I've, I've just made so many enemies. I just went lazy parenting. No, but that's, that's kind of the point they're making. It's like yes, I know it's easy, and yes, I know it keeps them occupied. But also, when are they going to test their imagination? When are they going to explore? Like it's all content. Media content is all someone else's imagination. Yeah. Like it's it's what I feel is one of my strongest drives in life. I don't I don't work to you know so much of what i do just in terms of my job is technically for somebody else or helping somebody else realize their vision and yes i get paid for it but that's a means to an end what really drives me is my own things the stuff i do in my spare time so i get up early in the morning so i stay up late at night i'm working on my own designs edits videos we're doing this podcast this is things that you're creatively driven by and yeah i absolutely hate for what I feel is one of my defining factors as a human being, if that was not passed on to my kids. And yeah, I love technology. I love video games and watching movies the same as the next person. But if that was all I knew growing up, I didn't have that creative outlet. Um, I'll be really worried for yeah future generations. But then I'd also have to have a kid and then I'd be really worried. You'd be a good dad, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. With the, right, so. with the right person. With the right person, because I feel like I, I don't want to get that balance of I'm just like the good cop, bad cop. Like mum says no to everything, and I'm the one who's like, yeah, go on, you, you, let's play some you, video You games. fully like, will be good cop. No, there is no way you're bad cop. 
I have to be bad cop as well sometimes. Yeah, I know, but that will be the struggle that you'll have is that you'll always want to be the cool dad. <laughs> well, I'm about to become a cool uncle, and I know I can. I've got a license to go to town on that because it's not my responsibility to. Oh yeah, you got carte uh, blanche then. That's exactly. It. Yeah. My, my husband and I, all we want to do is we just want to be cool gunkles to to all the kids in our lives. Like we don't right. want to, we just want to spoil them and be fun and then fuck off basically. Yeah, and get them to be naughty and then uh, and let the parents have to deal with the consequences. <laughs> Or a godfather. I'd like to be a godfather as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. So there was a. There, uh, never mind. I was gonna say there was just so one day I can say to the kid, oh, "Make me an offer you can't refuse." I'd like a and non-religious the, term for godfather though. I'd like something to be called. I've heard it be called other things. Cool quite guy. Like yeah. <laughs> official cool guy. Um, official cool guy. Yes, that's it. It just needs the word official. I love that whenever. You know, in any of these type of stories where like technology is kind of rid, it always then becomes about manual labor rather than other things you can do when you're not using technology. So he's like, now I'll fix a car. It's like, ugh. It's like, I don't know how to fix a car, but you know, I'm sure it's a useful skill to have, but I don't feel that makes me incompetent at like many other things in life because I don't know that specific skill. You know what? Back to social media. I had one year, one full year where I wasn't on anything. I disabled my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, everything. And I just disappeared for a year. And it ended up being a year that I loved so much that I actually ended up getting a tattoo of that year, the year after. Um, and it wasn't to do at the time with the social media absence. It was to do with everything else that happened. But it does yeah. make me wonder if my happiness was intrinsically linked with it because that's interesting i didn't realize because i f spent the whole year feeling super happy and i remember thinking there were no troughs it's not that challenging things didn't happen it's just that i never let it get to me so i do think i'm someone that is affected by social media more than other people and uh and i, I do think i probably need to need to back away from it a bit and, and i think most yeah. people need some kind of detox from it obviously not to this this length when you're go, gonna go hang with your granddad and fix a car but like, i mean this is quite extreme yeah like ease off things i definitely i definitely believe in the power of just switching off and disconnecting and realizing that life is right in front of you it's not just what you know what goes up to the accounts and stuff i mean that couldn't be more true of a lady who could crash crashed her car because she wasn't looking at what was in front of her <laughs> well look yeah exactly but you, you don't look back do you? you wouldn't i don't think you'd sign on again would you once if no. you had a girlfriend uh, who was like, oh, I really want you to be on because I love posting with you and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's, it is interesting you say that because in in my last relationship to uh, to open up about it, I had I had a, a girlfriend who was very, very social media focused. She did spend a lot of time on her phone and that was everything, you know, from standard messaging uh, in in WhatsApp and lots of group chats, which, you know, I WhatsApp is probably my most used social tool, I guess, but I see it more as messaging rather than a social device in the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter sense. Um, yeah, you can still send funny videos on that and not be a TikToker, but um, she would take pictures of things specifically for Instagram and focus on tags and making sure things got viewed and spent a lot of time scrolling through it, seeing what everybody else was doing and commenting on stuff and liking stuff. Um, and 
you know, it, it, it was never to the point that it got in the way of our relationship um, because I feel so many of the, the good moments we did have were when we were in the moment together. There was no distractions. It was us enjoying whatever experience for what it was. But it was more interesting in the downtime, like even if we just like sat watching a TV show or things like that, there was probably a 90% chance she would be on her phone and I wouldn't be. Yeah. And again, it wasn't like a big conflict, but it was just something I was, I was just subtly conscious of that she's on her phone way more than I am, but is kind of also aimlessly floating around it sometimes. It's like, how much would you need to really be on it that much versus engage a bit more at the moment, but it's more the smaller things rather than, you know, you're at a fancy restaurant and you're just staring at your phone. It was never anything like that. So no, you can just still kind of experience life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're killing time, but not enjoying what you're doing to kill time. So you're trying to like create more distractions in the moment to make it go even quicker. And it's kind of like, well, if it's not, if you're not enjoying this, whatever we're doing to the point you feel you need to do all this stuff on your phone, we should do something else completely different. You know, go for a walk or engage in a different way. A lot of a lot of my problem with it is um, is the judgment that comes with it. So sometimes I'll hear people uh, and they'll kind of talk about other people's accounts and they'll be like, "Oh my god, it's so filtered. It's so this. It's so that." And why, you know, why are they trying to look like that and stuff? And it's like you're not it's, realizing it's that sometimes these people just have self confidence issues and they like to feel better about themselves and they want to yeah. they want to put a filter or two on to make themselves feel better. And why is that anyone's problem? Like, it's well, it's it's class. Well, it's it's a problem because they don't know the context or what the person's going through when they do it. But it's it's classic psychology of like you know those that that quiet person who you think's really arrogant and up themselves, and they're too good to speak to you, or they have this air of cockiness about them. And actually, it just turns out they're just shy. And you actually, when you speak to them, it's like they're not like that at all. They're really down to earth, and they just you know they do they don't like speaking all the time, and they're happy just listening and. It's amazing how those two things, they're such different personalities, they can be like connected by a single perception until you dive deeper. But you can't dive deeper into why someone's doing a bunch of social media. No, but also it's like if you're going to edit your face and you're going to get rid of a pimple or two or you're going to smooth something out, chances are you've got an insecurity about your skin or something. You know, it's like, it's like why... Why is it so careless that it becomes a cat fight to be like, oh, look, they've done this to themselves. It's like, yeah, they obviously don't like that part about themselves. It's, it's quite exposing, really. Yeah. And it just makes me feel sorry for people who maybe just want to feel good about that area, of, you know, that, that, that part of themselves, and yet they're being kind of ridiculed without their knowledge. And that's, that's the part I don't like. That's the disgusting bit of social media, I think. Like, yeah. it could be a very supportive, uplifting place, or it can be a place where you're just putting your content out there to be to be um like laughed at and lurked at it's it's a double-edged sword like for all the good it could do i mean this is a much bigger issue just like the internet in general for every community you can connect with there's a toxicity that goes for how much is it worth you posting a photo for the amount of love and support and nice comments and um connection with the community and all that positive stuff how much is that worth versus all the trolling all the 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 hate abuse um you know (laughs) such a big fucking issue about the internet in general but like how much is that double-edged sword worth it 
to yeah. post that one Instagram photo to get the love, but to get the hate. How, does that make you feel better long term? Does it make you feel better short term? Or does it make you feel worse overall? Well, this is it. But you know what? The whole this whole thing, this whole conversation it's the that we social had, dilemma. is all, is oh. all new. Is all new stuff that's all new layers of complication and psychology that we've never had to deal with before all this like of course you could have people make past judgments on like i don't know wedding pictures or photo albums or something but it's never to the same yeah, extent the psychology is there but not it's not as up up front and in your face to the whole world as it is at the minute and that's why it's having a massive light being shone on it because it's it's amplified you know to a degree like people have been taking pictures and videos of each other for, for centuries there's always been the thing of art about painting the beauty and the self-portrait and that expression oh yeah of, and you can bet your ass in the renaissance when people were getting painted someone else was looking at that painting being like they didn't look anything like oh, that. that's, that's really a really shit. good version yeah. of them like kings and queens etc probably being painted in the very best shit. light possible ego it's all about fucking ego and if I've learned anything the more you can remove your ego from a given scenario the more you can objectively look at something and that's the biggest problem with so many of these things that's so intrinsically t- tied to the ego you can't not feel strongly about something that like if it is a picture of you uh, you, you're going to be linked to it uh, in a way that you can't um, yeah, it's, it's it's a fucking mess. I don't tell you that much. So, what's he showing her? <laughs> what, what the hell's happened in this film? So, I think she probably just got done for trying to nick another phone again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he's just showing her like family history and be like, oh, this is what life was like before influencers. Like these are what we call regular pictures of key family moments which happen once or twice a year, not like taking a picture of your breakfast every single day. I'll never understand the anyone's obsession with continuously photographing their food. I'm like, no one cares. Like genuinely no one cares. Like so that is something I do have a tiny bit as a habit, more pre-COVID. But obviously, I'm not taking pictures of this stuff to post it on the gram to be like, oh, look at this. I do it because I like <laughs> I like a little bit of that food porn. I've just been like, oh, these look like great chicken wings. And then just like occasionally I look back through my phone and be like, oh, yeah, that was a good meal. Also, if you think of what I just did, I just completely contradicted myself because people might be posting stuff about food because they're proud that they made it or they're happy that they're out or they're, it's an occasion or something. Yeah, I have just instantly made judgment. Oh, why take that. a picture of that bowl of cereal? Yeah, like, why oh, would I do that? No one legs. cares. Like, okay, well, that's not me being very nice either. I mean, it's You're part of the problem. <laughs> I'm not, I'm no better, am I? Because I, I, I'm passing that judgment I mean, too. Again, it, yeah, but it's, you know, it's such a wide spectrum. There, there's a difference between me taking a picture of a nice meal like I've gone out and paid for a restaurant because I can't make that and just having that for my own personal enjoyment of looking back and being like oh that was a nice meal which then triggers the memory of the occasion and you know the the company I was with the chats we had versus if I was cooking at home live live vlogging the whole thing to show off my skills and you know to like amp up my ego for my viewers online two yeah two very different ways of like capturing a relationship with food, I, I guess, in the moment. Oh, sorry. It was stupid to be startled. Sorry about my sisters. Are you two going to apologize all day? <laughs> sorry about my sisters. Where are you going to fuck? 
<laughs> That's so true. What that guy just said. <laughs> Every line was like, "Sorry about this. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, I mean, sorry." I mean, I've already guessed something. This film. So I think I should be hired as a scriptwriter. I think I've. I, I can work on the bigger plot, but I think there's some intricacies to the uh, uh, the finer details in the uh, the dialogue that I can, you know, zhuzh up. This is such a stunning house. Imagine having that kind of wall-to-wall beautiful greenery around with these massive windows. Right? It's stunning. I think, yeah, it's way better than the shitty city apartment or whatever she was living in. Uh, by the way, we've got 10 minutes left, so let's hope that the plot comes in in the next 10 minutes or we're pretty screwed, aren't we? I mean, I think you made a good stab at it, but I'm trying to work out what... Because you know there was all that evil scheming at the beginning where the evil lady, uh, the corporation, uh, got her boyfriends to dump her live, but then they were going to set her him up with her quote-unquote best friends. So she's going to find out about that somehow and get involved and be like, this is all fake. Uh, oh, this is us, real Look at us hanging spanners. We're so fun. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun hanging spanners. They don't need two of them to hang six spanners, do they? I mean, they keep knocking them off, Joe, so maybe. Uh, that, that, that scene actually lasted for two hours. I thought she was drawing a spanner. Like, good times. Good times. <laughs> Remember that time with the spanners? <laughs> Which sounds like something else in British slang. <laughs> oh, she's not... Okay. Look okay, at look, just, at, look as her fashion gets more country bumpkinish. But hang on, just because you're some big shot influencer who knows how to use your phone and get a good photo, doesn't mean you can suddenly become a mechanic. Doesn't mean you can suddenly become a dressmaker. Like, I refuse to believe she's more dense than this. She's not like some ultimate creative. <laughs> she's more dense than this. Of course she is. That's the point of the film. Maybe the point of the film was to be like, look how many talents you would have if you just put down your phone. But also, look how many unrealistic talents this girl has when she puts down her phone. Because I feel like people are going to try and do this, and they can't do this. They can't become dressmakers or mechanics. Yeah. If you realised your potential. Oh, she's apologising by making them stuff. Yeah, I understand why she doesn't want to be around you. She was raised by wolves. You silly bitch. And sorry we called you stuck up on a stuck up city girl. Julia. Okay. I mean, they're not wrong. Thanks a lot. Come on, Julia. How old do you think she's supposed to be in this? Uh, well, the main girl. Yeah, as as a successful influencer, but who still lives at home with her parents, but like forty-seven. <laughs> who does this guy look like? He looks like Shia LaBeouf Shia mixed with someone else. <laughs> Um, uh, he looks like one of the Sicarios from uh, the TV show Narcos. He looks like Limon. No, not Limon. Um, Lemon. Lemon. La Kika. Limon. Real character, at least in the show. But he looks like one of Pablo Escobar's um, Sicarios, La Kika. Never have. What? <laughs> what? It's true. What I never mean? had You've one. never had one. That's crazy. <laughs> You think Julia'd lend me hers? What for? 
Mara took my place as an influencer. Oh, she's still after the phone. She see, she hasn't learned a damn thing, Joe. No. That's the point of this movie. You can't win. Technology and social media will overtake the world. Everything's going to get for the worse. No one's going to improve. Nothing changes. What's the point? Just lie down and die. Get off my face. Oh. <laughs> he also was just totally staring at her boobs. Yeah, close your eyes so I can stare at yeah. you too. He's, he's literally doing that. You can't peek. I'm staring at your rack. Which uh, I must say, to, 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 to give compliments. She opens it and he's just like smacking his dick around her face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen this. This is uh, uh, not not for our underage viewers or listeners. Who are they? But there's a there's a. I mean, not that our podcast was ever set up for that anyway. But there's a hilarious like meme video of you know the Bruno Mars song that starts with da 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 da. Give me some, give me some, give me some of your attention. Yeah. Whatever that is. There's a video to that with like him dancing going da 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 and then it just cuts to like a cock slap of someone's face and it's timed so well. And it really makes me laugh. And then it, then it just ends. Da, 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 da. And that's all I can think about when I hear Bruno Mars now. <laughs> God, that wallpaper looks like a magic eye, doesn't it? Do you remember magic eyes? Oh my God, yeah. There's something that kids today don't have. I never, I never, um, you know, open admission here. I never saw any of the magic eye patterns. I don't know if Did I... Did you not? Never. Oh, it always used to upset me because I used to thing. stare at it for fucking ages. And Some of them go in and some of them come out. And I I could only see and, one style of it. And then you do the, the, uh, uh, the hokey cokey. <laughs> you turn around and then you put the book down and then you do something else. That, Joe, is what it's all about. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm gutted I never. Like, we definitely, like, yeah, growing up, talking about things kids these days, <laughs> feeling old, uh, we'll miss out on. Yeah, we used to have, it's like the same as like Where's Wally books, but like we used to have Magic Eye books and paintings and never saw them. But I like them, they were colourful. I wonder what they don't know if they even make them anymore, magic eyes. Probably round up and ruin your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no wonder I have astigmatism. Oh, that, that, that explains everything. I was staring too hard at these colours. <laughs> I don't know anything about fashion. Come on, you've got elegance and charm. You know, you actually look like an. Well, there you go. There's, there's the, the plot twist then. Oh, sorry, the, the ending. She goes back, she ditches her life of social media but she goes into fashion but in a more wholesome wear wholesome wear wholesome sense rather than being like oh look at my fashion on my social media and then you tell me what you think you ready of course ragazza the inspiration came from the love oh god ragazza oh what a wonderful word that is Bueno, ciao, ciao, bella, ragazza. I feel like the actor just then wearing that stupid hat and this and the scarf is like, I hate my life. <laughs> like <laughs> this old man, like wearing I used this crap, to be in like, serious dramas. And that's what. I mean, like, he's obviously still got bills to pay, so. People who want to travel at any time. The name is a mix of mine and my grandma's. 
Married. I've been here two days and I understand. I've completely changed my life. I really like your idea, Joe, that actually it just suddenly like turns out she's not over her phone at all and the first chance she gets her phone, she just reverts back to all of her old ways and gets back into car crashes. And well, for a second there, it looked like she'd done that whole big like schmoozing affair just so she could ask him kindly to nick his phone and he doesn't have oh, it. I would have probably more respect. How often is she cleaning this fucking car? Do they even drive it? I don't know. Are they doing it up? I don't know. <laughs> I think it just sums up the whole film. <laughs> Do we care? I don't know. Didn't this guy have a job? Oh, no. no, he's a country bumpkin. Can you, get me the wrench, you know she's being countrified because she now has uh, denim dungarees. I was going to say, once when they were messing around with all the... Oh, do you remember the time they had fun with the spanners? Oh. Hey, here's some more spanners. <laughs> Imagine having a relationship built on your love of spanners. Not like, you know, a favourite place that you met or, you know, your love of food, travelling, art, whatever. Because your love of spanners. Is that how mechanics find love, Joe? I, th I think it is, yeah. <laughs> and you know you're not compatible when someone goes, oh, actually, I like wrenches. And you're like, What do you think, because we talked through it, what do you think he showed her in that room? Do you think it was that her mother used to come out there a lot or something? My bad. The food is just so good. I can't yeah, that. like it's some some sort of nostalgic, like, here's something you clearly have never, because you're a selfish teenager. I think she's more teeny. Uh, you're a selfish teenager who's never showed any interest in your parents or their lives or where they came from. But I bet you didn't know you had this great family stylists or here's just some old cool looking photos of people having fun without phones you should try it sometime but I don't think I can go can I? the irony that this is the most grammable thing you could go to and she can't take any pictures yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the irony that the granddad's wife died by car crash on her phone. But we'll leave that for now. She's at the local holdown. <laughs> Come on, this is no time to be a vegan. <laughs> oh, is that a, a city versus country thing? Like... Are there as many vegans out in the countryside where farming is, you know, at least in the UK, there are elements of the UK and Scotland and uh, whatever who, like, farming is still, like, a huge cultural and, like, very economical um, part of, like, the UK. So if you grew up around all of that, would you always be a meat eater? Do you have no idea? All I know is we've reached the one hour mark, so that's it. That's it. That is us now done with airplane mode. End. <laughs> so that was terrible. Airplane mode, 2020's airplane mode. I mean, you can tell this is one of those films that has been commissioned now because they're running out of films. Um, yeah, it's I mean, peak. it's well peak. Short of not really hearing more than a couple lines of dialogue, which is pretty standard for us, I can't really say a lot happened. Can you? No, it was, I mean, I, I know we felt that about Disturbia because it's kind of like, 
like okay can something happen now because it's just been him masturbating in his room looking at his neighbors for an hour now um and i know there's such thing as pacing and there's such thing as you know building developing the plot to a, a climax and stuff when it just feels like oh she's just out in the countryside and she's just having some organic experiences but you know they're not really that exciting i mean although i i will not never forget this fantasy that that might be the greatest the greatest singular moment so far in Craftlix and Chill. <laughs> so let's 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 basically decide then. So airhead airheaded girl who is an influencer and and not particularly painted in a very good light, considering she's an influencer, um, crashes her car a number of times. The last one being near fatal. So then she gets a phone ban and has to go live with her her granddad. Yeah, and then or, or uncle whoever it is, uh, probably granddad. And then um, oh grumpy grandfather. There you go. Um, and she slowly acclimatizes to a more natural way to live and sort of breaking away from digital yeah. life and, and wearing fucking dungarees. And, and I mean, I will say, would she have felt as happy about this move if there wasn't a handsome neighbor who showed up all the no. time and showed interest in her straight away? If, if she just met those, those two sisters who clearly still hate her and rightly so, because she tried to nick their phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> completely justified. Uh, no, she'd be like, I'm staying with the mail. Basically, I think the, the hidden message here, the hidden Boys message solve here everything. Is, well, yeah, is if you found love, it doesn't matter how crap your life is. <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's like, what every Disney that, film I mean, does, though, doesn't it? You need a prince well, to come and save you. Well, it's more that love can just, no, not, not just matter how crap your life is, but more like love will, love is a good distraction for whatever you're doing. Love knows no bounds. Because if if it could have been a bit more subtle, if it was just her slowly coming around to the idea of like spending time with an elderly relative, and that'd be way more heartwarming. Yeah, it'd be more like you're not coming of age, but like you know, an unlikely friendship, well, just like a nice indie flick. Um, yeah, but this was just oh, I'm gonna you know, it's like handed to her on a plate. But it's it's interesting because it's you're right. It kind of could go down that route and has a bit of that vibe to it. But it started off as almost like this like pantomime of, you know, social media theater, which was very like devil wears Prada or like way more like comical and almost like slapstick in its like portrayal to then switch into this, like the second she leaves the city and all of that behind. Yeah. It's almost like changing genre, uh, you know, literally using a road movie to go into this like indie romance kind of like vibe. She's a bit more heartwarming. But then at some point, she's going to have to go back to the city. So is it then going to go back to this old life? And it's going to have this this genre clash of going back to some weird sort of like confronting the old social network and their like master villainy for ruining her life by getting her boyfriend to dump her. Like that, it... Well, her, I don't know if you caught, but her best friend, the, the blonde best friend, was brought in to replace her. I did. So I think, what, I think what's going to happen is she will go back to the city probably with him in tow and then she will... Because he doesn't do anything, he doesn't have a job. No, he's going to go there. <laughs> and then he will, then she will meet them. They will be desperately unhappy because they have a showmance. So it's all, you know, the, the two blondies that were left in the States or wherever, or in, the, in the city. Um, uh, and then the, she'll realise that her life was so much better and that her life is fake and that it'll make them feel bad even though they're probably rich. <laughs> like they'll be like, oh, well, we haven't have a fulfilled life. And then she'll kiss him in happily ever after. That's, and, that's what I think is happening. And in I film. think she, she'll become as successful 
but doing her fashion stuff, but she'll be much more grounded doing it and she'll like build it up from scratch rather than that instant fame of, oh, I'll just post some yeah, pictures. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like um, fashion made from like Hessian sacks and stuff. Yeah. But, um, and he'll, he'll do nothing and just coast off her. He'll do nothing and coast off her, but he'll occasionally make them a nice meal. Uh, um, and buy us um, At some point in this story, her parents will come and visit her in the new loca- in her new newly discovered life and realize how much she's changed and they'll be better connected than they were before because they'll need to tie in the parental relationship back again. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that way. makes the granddad then connects to the family more because he's like, oh, I've realized how much I don't, I miss my family. I don't like living alone. I should get a phone to speak to you more often. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you know what? If we're wrong, please let us know. But let's be honest, you're not going to watch this. No, no one's going to so, watch um, yeah, well, that's that's uh, say that's that the crap part point. over. Now about yeah. the chill. chill. Yeah, I mean, I give the the guy uh, the, the the main love interest a. He's got a great great way about him. I'm going to give him the the male chill of the episode. What, what who, who are you going to give the female to? Uh, it's it's kind of got to be her. It's like the film is ninety percent her. I can't. Uh, I don't think any of the. Uh, the supporting cast in the initial part were attractive. Her, her mum or her boss or whatever. You didn't really see her best friend for more than five seconds in that one scene. Um, and the country bumpkin girls, you don't really see much of either. Look uh, pretty jailbait. So uh, <laughs> as long as as long as she's of of, of of legal age and she she gets the 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 chill award for um, airplane mode. But again, beggars can't be choosers. It's not really many options. And I'll just quickly, quickly fire off uh, two Twitter uh, bits of Twitter contact from two other listeners. So I am Lee Nelson said, "Here's another one you might want to watch called No Good Deed. I think it's on Netflix. Um, I've, li- I've looked it up. Uh, it's actually not on Netflix anywhere. It must have gone again. Again, they're on to us. But uh, it's another. Uh, <laughs> It looks like another psychological thriller that's got Idris Elba in it. So, yeah, it definitely does fit into ah. the uh, our crap first. Crap but the, the man first. can do no wrong, so... Absolutely. So thanks for that, Lee. And then also Wonder Monkey 78 said, I found a silver lining. In searching for Zombievers, I did discover another horrifically good one that I started watching, Girls with Balls. It's about a women's <laughs> volleyball team stranded in the woods, cheesy acting, horrible dubbing, and subtitles that are way off. Um, oh so yeah, we might need to uh, we might need to add that to the collection. Thanks, Wonder Monkey. Wow. Appreciate yes, you. thank you. Well, thank you, everybody um, who, who has has taken the time uh, to, to to message in, email, tweet at us, like uh, all of that means means so much to us, and you know we we really really do appreciate it, and it's so lovely being able to hear these comments and hear uh, how much you guys hate some of these films as well. But you know. You know, you're just, you're just having a good time. I love that as you said that your voice went higher and higher and higher at the end of that line. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> just uh, some stories that need a little conclusion. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we have been Jamie and Joe, and this was Crap Flicks and Chill. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really hope uh, you enjoyed our, our podcast. Uh, and yeah, if you did, why not tell a friend about us? Uh, word of mouth, it's uh, the best best uh, form of advertising money can't buy. Don't really know what that means. But, you know, we would super, super appreciate it. And if you did enjoy it, we'd love it if you could give us 
your your honest honest opinion and a, a review over on Apple Podcasts or, um, or wherever you uh, listen to to our podcast on. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Crapflix Podcasts, and also we have a Gmail Crapflix Podcast at gmail.com. Um, it's been so nice to hear from so many of you directly. We'd love to do so. So please get in touch, drop us a tweet, send us an email, tell us what you like about the show, tell us what you hate about the show, give us your suggestions, good films, bad films, whatever you think is funny. Um, we'd love to love to engage with you. And uh, until until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.